to Groundbreakers from 4constructionpros.com, the podcast that highlights the innovative equipment, technology, companies, and individuals that are breaking new ground in the construction industry. In this episode, Sierra Jensen, editor of OEM Off-Highway Magazine, talks with Nick Block, director of global marketing and sales at John Deere Power Systems, about how electrification is continuing to advance heavy equipment industry, including how technology improvements are enabling electrification to become more common and helping to increase efficiency. Let's get the scoop with Nick now. So maybe just to sort of start the conversation, maybe with on um, the topic of electrification, since that's a pretty big in the many industries, including the heavy equipment industries, how do you maybe foresee electrification continuing to advance in heavy equipment industries? Yeah, electrification is, is certainly mainstreaming while we're seeing machines becoming smarter and more connected. So as the control solutions become more powerful and precise, it's really creating an ideal landscape to introduce more efficient electrified solutions, which can solve for some of those customer needs that that persist. So we're gaining more experience in designing and implementing electrification solutions in off-highway equipment and essentially building from the capability we have in drivetrain components to broaden and enhance our electrification offerings across the powertrain. Are there any applications you're seeing in which electrification might be most beneficial or some that it would not be as beneficial? Yeah, and I think we got to look really um, about the customer needs and that, that's really what is, is driving it right now. You know, there's a wide variety of requirements uh, for different applications that take place um, for, for drivetrain. We, we really saw this. And as a, as a result, we focused on customizing solutions in a modular approach so that they could apply differently based on those customer applications. And uh, where we're really seeing electrification come into the light is, is where uh, customers in ag, as an example, need more precision. Uh, there's also other applications where maybe they need quieter operation, where we're seeing some of that in our smaller equipment, uh, our compact construction equipment. So those are a few of the things that we're starting to see develop that electrification really can play a key role in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. And so has um, the modular route that John Deere has taken for its electrification components, um, how is that helped meet those customer needs or benefited uh, the company in working with customers? Yeah, it, again, it just allows us to, to adapt it, you know, across different areas. Uh, there's, there's a few things that we need to be conscious of as we're designing and implementing uh, solutions. Uh, first of all, it, it has to be looked at as an optimized system. Mm-hmm. So we're really, um, take hybridization for an example, we'll, we'll really in that type of a format be dealing with the integration of different components in a system. So we need to drive a balance between mechanical, hydraulic, and electric power along with the cost of the overall design. So that's why we've really been focused on that scalable, flexible, modular approach, because it allows us to to generate and and deliver a variety of power solutions, which we believe will be needed. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's a lot of what we're thinking through as as we get into this space a little further. Okay, great. 
So what are maybe some of the biggest hurdles to implementing electrification in off-highway equipment? Yeah, there's certainly a few worth highlighting. Uh, I think, you know, one to start with would be the cycle times of the customers in off-highway. It, it really creates some limitation based on current battery technology, especially as we get above 100 kilowatt. So we also have to understand the in addition to that, the, the trade-offs between costs and the weight of electrification in order to provide the power levels necessary for off-highway applications. And again, we've been talking about modular, but a singular solution will, will be challenging given the significant variation in requirements. Um, but having said all that, it, it's clear electrification technologies progress significantly. And, and as a result, we really feel we are at the tipping point for adoption in off-highway applications. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so you were mentioning before about hybridization. How might hybrid solutions help with the introduction of electrification in the off-highway market? And how is John Deere maybe going about um, developing some hy hybrid solutions for customers? Yeah, and as I kind of alluded to earlier, they're certainly going to play a, a key role. And in many applications where full battery electrics not able to meet the, the cycle time and the power needs of, of the customers and off highway. And so we are really looking at it from both uh, a powertrain standpoint, as well as a drivetrain and that integration of, from a systems approach. And I kind of alluded to it earlier, but those are some of the pieces that have to come together as we look to optimize that system overall for, for our customers in the off highway space. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so I know the company recently collaborated with um, the manufacturer Joskin to integrate some of its electrification components. Could you maybe talk about how that partnership worked and how what and how uh, John Deere components were integrated into the Joskin equipment? Yeah, sir. That's a, that's a good example we can build from and, and what we've talked about so far. So the outcome of the collaboration with Jostin was uh, what, what we call the, the Deer Auto, the Deer E Auto Power Transmission. And so what that does is it utilizes two high power electric machines instead of the conventional hydrostatic hydrostatic unit. Mm. And um, we do that to achieve the required gear ratio. You know, one of those machines is coupled to the engine and the other electric machine is coupled to the summing planetaries. And it allows us to deliver infinitely adjustable wheel speeds. Uh, the electric machines are then coupled through a dual inverter, which controls the electric power. And overall, we get a solution that really represents the first electromechanical power split gearbox in the ag industry. And so are there, so then if it's the first in the industry, there aren't really others like it or maybe what makes it different from other hybrid solutions that might be out there in the industry? Yeah, and you know, I think, you know, the innovation of that solution, um, you know, if we start to think about that, you know, maybe I'll start with from a customer lens perspective, what makes it innovative or unique. Mm -hmm. uh, so the final product, offers for the customer increased efficiency, better fuel economy, lower maintenance, uh, gives them predictable and consistent traction, as well as it reduces the damage in the field. Um, the, the other innovative part about the technology is the, the integration. Uh, competitive solutions today are available, but they require OEMs to add uh, elect 
electric power inverters to drive the electric traction motors as well as traction assist logic. Um, and, and it has to be done using additional communications over ISOBUS. So it, mm -hmm. it's quite complex and costly to do all that. Whereas the John Deere traction solution inherently contains the required power electronics and it ties into the native power train control strategy, which provides increased control performance. So to sum that all up, uh, you know, the, the e-auto power transmission configuration enables really an entirely new set of technologies, which includes the offboard electrification, uh, electric energy storage, precise speed control, predictive maintenance, automation, et cetera, and the electromechanical power split gearbox configuration that I mentioned earlier, it gives us a foundation for solutions uh, to apply to future applications as well. Okay, great. And so I, you know, I know there's other alternative power sources that companies like John Deere Power Systems are looking into besides electrification. Um, maybe, you know, kind of maybe looking towards the next several years in the heavy equipment industry, what role does the company see alternative fuels, for instance, playing? Yeah, that'll be a key one too, Sarah. And, you know, alternative fuels um, are, are going to be an essential part of uh, the total solution that we offer is we really work to reduce net CO2 emissions in the future. And petroleum-based fuels have really been the industry standard for years. And that's primarily been due to lack of acceptable or cost-effective reliable alternatives. But with the growing interest in sustainable energy, you know, alternative fuels are really becoming more widely adopted and readily available. So as we're looking at it and within the variety of the available alternative fuels, uh, we consider the biomass-based fuels such as renewable diesel to be one of the uh, ways that alternative fuels can integrate into heavy equipment. And uh, we support the use of biomass-based fuels because we recognize that it's important for our customers and as, as well as the environment. Mm -hmm. Okay. What makes those types of fuels um, a good fit for the off-highway equipment industry? Yeah, I think, you know, one thing off-highway customers really look for is power density and the ability to have long operating ranges because of the different areas they operate in. So some of the alternative fuels, um, such as renewable diesel and biodiesel, allow them to maintain uh, that power density using a diesel engine technology. Um, whereas others maybe have uh, lower cycle, lower uh, operating ranges, but um, we're also evaluating those to see how they could play an important role as uh, engine technologies continue to adapt more of those alternative fuels. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and so I believe John Deere made a recent announcement about uh, renewable energy investments. Is there anything you can expand on about that? Yeah, that's a good example of uh, how we're assessing other alternative fuels. Uh, we made an equity investment recently in clear flame engine technologies, which is a startup that's dedicated mm -hmm. to the development of clean engine technology. You know, their, their solution enables low carbon fuels like ethanol to be integrated into compression ignition engines. And uh, in doing so, it offers a more sustainable solution with, without compromising that engine performance that I mentioned earlier. Um, and along with the equity investment, we'll also supply an engine that they'll use in conceptual testing, which will help validate the technology they currently have under development. Okay. 
Great. And so why is John Deere's investment in renewable fuel uh, options important for both the company and the industry as a whole? Yeah, there, there, there's several reasons, um, really from the standpoints of long-term economics, environmental, energy security, uh, and rural development. Um, the investments help us to meet customer needs as the importance for renewable fuels is increasing. You know, just going back maybe to the clear flame example, uh, historically alternative fuels um, and those that are easy to make from waste CO2 streams or syngas have have failed to ignite using diesel style mixing control compression ignition. So clear flames technology will use ethanol and enable the use of that fuel in an MCCI engine. Um, so it really opens up um, new avenues to be able to use renewable fuel. And in the case of ethanol, it's important for our customers because they are in particular looking for new demand streams for crops such as corn and sugarcane and, and ethanol would, would be a demand stream for them. Mm. Okay, great. So, and what about maybe diesel fueled engines? You know, I, we keep hearing, you know, some places are going to maybe try to phase them out, but many industries like the heavy equipment industry, they're still gonna be needed. So what's kind of the future for diesel engines? That you guys are seeing? Yeah, yeah, we, we believe diesel still has a long life ahead of it. Um, the relatively remote operating characteristics of John Deere Ag and construction equipment uh, will continue to remain the same, and that continues to place a premium on energy density of diesel, which is difficult to find in most mm -hmm. alternative fuels. And, and in addition to that, really, if you look at the technology that's available today in current generation advanced diesel engine designs, as well as the emission control technologies. Uh, it provides not only lower emissions than in the past, but it also continues to provide a highly efficient and uh, powerful, durable engine, which the customers in the off-highway space require. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today and provide some insights into what John Deere Power Systems is seeing in the industry at the moment. Well, happy to be here. It, it is certainly a dynamic time to yeah. think about how diesel technology and uh, alternative fuels and other technologies will continue to support the off-highway customer. And so it, it's great to have a conversation with you about that and uh, spend some time talking through it. Well, that's all the time we have today. Thank you to our guest, Nick Block at John Deere Power Systems for joining us. Tune in every week for another episode of the Groundbreakers podcast by 4constructionpros.com. Be sure to subscribe and share as we break more new ground together. Until next time.